Well, good morning. Welcome to everybody who's joining us on site and those who are online with us today. Uh, I just got to echo what Chloe just said, that camp celebration is going to be awesome. So, yes, uh, there you go, Athena. Yep, thank you. <laughs> so parents, if you haven't registered your kids yet, uh, figure out what the plans look like for that week and consider registering them. And kids, uh, invite a friend. This is a great opportunity to uh, spend a couple hours with a friend throughout the week coming to church together. So I want to encourage you to register and to invite for that. It is coming up quickly, and it's going to be a really good time, a camp celebration. And in a way, we're actually kind of kicking off camp celebration today with our summer celebration where we're focusing and celebrating aspects of a wonderful, wonderful year of ministry that we've had here at West Meadows. You know, over the last uh, number of weeks, the staff and many volunteers have been working hard to plan and prepare for this very day. But even though as we were planning for prepping here, we knew all along that this really wasn't like a, like a party for us. That yes, we get to participate and we get to enjoy in the food and, and the friendships and the fun later on. Really, at the end of the day, it's not our party. And help me explain what I mean here. I remember back when I was 15, my very first job I had was at McDonald's. Anyone else work at McDonald's? You admitted it. Fantastic. Great. <laughs> Actually, a great place to start working. And now, I learned a few things, many things that McDonald's, no good work ethic and things like that. But also something I learned is that I don't like working Saturdays. Now, let me explain. You know, particularly, I didn't like working Saturdays at McDonald's because usually I would be out late the night before and didn't like getting up the next morning. But the main reason was because you could be guaranteed that every single Saturday at McDonald's, there's going to be a birthday party. Right? There's going to be a birthday party there. Has anybody ever had a birthday at McDonald's? A couple. Yeah, yeah, Mason. You had one. I had one there too. Yeah. Yeah. And it, now, if you ever, ever had, the way it works makes is a parent calls the restaurant and says they would like to hold a party there. And so they book the event and they give all the details. And so the parent does that part. And then a staff member gets assigned to organize the entire party. And they then get to host the party. They then get to serve the food and play the games and clean up all the mess and all the dishes. Not a bad way to outsource the headache of a party for $7.49 per person. Mom and dad, seven forty nine a person, that's a pretty good deal to do all that. So all this takes place between mom and dad and through the staff at the restaurant, but the party's not for mom and dad and the staff. It's, it's to celebrate this milestone moment in, in little Johnny or in little Susie's life. Now, everyone gets to attend. They get to play the games, and, and mom gets to have some cake, and dad gets to have some fries and a cheeseburger, and they get to outsource the whole thing for seven forty nine. What a great deal. But it's not really for them, is it? Well, today, we welcome you to this celebration, and we're not going to charge you $7.49 per person. We have a good news. There's a two-for-one coupon. Did you get your two-for-one coupon? Okay. I'm just kidding. There is no cover charge to come to today's party, but later on, you do get to enjoy in the games and in the food. But while we extend our gratitude here today during this party to all of our staff and volunteers and, and everybody who supported and participated in ministries this year, we extend our gratitude to you. Today we recognize that the purpose of this gathering, the purpose of the celebration, is to give all glory to God. Amen? Amen. That's the purpose, is to give all glory to God. And so I, I'm just taking kind of a pause in the midst of our celebration here, because I just want to do one thing. I just want to take a brief moment to invite you to consider with me that God not only provides the blessings that are worthy of our celebration today, 
but he also shares in them with us too. I want to draw your attention to a few areas of scripture where we see that God celebrates with us in some of these blessings that we receive. And the first one I want to focus our attention upon is this. It's something that we've been doing every single week. You know, we did it before COVID, we did it during COVID, and we've done it on this side of COVID. We have not missed a single week amidst all of those things, and that is that we gather together as God's people. And whenever we gather together, there is reason for us to celebrate You know, we look at scripture in Psalm 92, there's this psalm we find that's referred to as as the song of the Sabbath day. That's what it's called. If you turn to Psalm 92, you'll see it says the song of the Sabbath day is sort of the, the title of this particular passage. And it describes the gathering of God's people at the temple who come forward to rejoice and to celebrate God's goodness to them. And the opening verses say this, they say, it is good to praise the Lord and to make music to your name. O Most High, proclaiming your love in the morning and your faithfulness at night. For you make me glad in your deeds, Lord. I sing for joy at what your hands have done. As you look at the words there, and you can imagine these people gathering together in this particular time and place, it wasn't just a time to gather for those who had good weeks. It wasn't just those who came home from school and they aced their Hebrew test. It wasn't just those who had a good day at work and had like an an epic catch of fish. It wasn't just for those whose camel came in first in the race that week. It was also for those who had no guarantee of food for that day. It was also an invitation to gather for those who had a sick child at home and no means or understanding of how they were going to provide medicine. It was a means of celebration, an opportunity to celebrate for those who have been under persecution by Rome throughout the week. And they they didn't joyously gather together because they believed that life is always good. They gathered together because they had faith that God is always good. And they came together and they could feel his love in the morning at the start of each day. And then at the end of each day, they would pause and reflect back to see, where have I seen God this day? And then at the end of the week, there would be this culmination of this where all of the good and all of the bad of life brought them together to praise God in this place. And that's what Psalm 92 shares with us. And this carried on to the Old Testament when they gathered in the temple and to the New Testament when they gathered in homes and right up to today when we gather in our churches. When people gathered together, they were doing three things, the three Ps. They would pray, they would praise, and they would proclaim the goodness of God in their lives. And that is why when we gather together, even in this place, we have a saying that we can all say together, and it is that God is good. And all the time, God is good. Amen. And so as we proclaim that, he is not only glorified by us, but he is present with us. And so let me just say before we move to the next point, folks, that that, that it is so important for us to understand this. It's so important for us to understand this, especially right now as summertime hits and schedules change and we start traveling and roaming around the area and and for our summer vacations. As that happens, enjoy those moments, but do not consider the gathering together. Do not consider your spiritual growth optional just because it's summertime. We have opportunities and we want to invite you to continue to join with us here in person or through West Meadows at home, wherever your vacations may take you this summer. But do not consider gathering with God's people something optional. It is a time for us to rejoice because when we gather as the people of God, we can celebrate God's goodness to us together. There's a second one I want to draw our attention to. Another time that God has provided blessings that are worthy of celebration A time when we get to see him kind of working in our midst is when our families grow. If you've been with us for the last while, you know that over this past year and a little bit, we've had like 20 babies born into the congregation. It's been awesome. 
And the Bible is so clear that every single one of those children is a beautiful gift from God. A beautiful gift from God. Psalm 127.3 tells us that children are a gift from God, that offspring are a reward from him or a blessing that families receive from him. You might be familiar with that passage, but I learned something new uh, this past year and a bit. Because we don't just stop at children are a blessing to their parents. I've also come to learn that children are a blessing to grandparents as well. And the Bible has something to say about that in Proverbs 17 where it says, Grandchildren are the crowning glory of the aged. I'm not sure how I feel about the aged part within that. But can all the grandparents say amen? Amen. Amen. Yes, yes. Grandchildren are a crowning glory. We'll just leave off the last part that comes up in there. They're a crowning glory. This year when we gather together as the people of God, we paused and acknowledged and thanked God for these blessings. Each one of them. It's been a year in some ways where it's like the theme of child dedications. or It's been a great time. And as more and more young families are created and, and join us here at West Meadows and we continue to grow, we know it's a blessing for the families, but it's also a blessing for our church family as well. You know, I'm sure parents can, can relate. I know Nadine and I can as we think back to when we had our kids that you understand this idea of children being a blessing. We remember and understand that there is this desire to, to be parents and it's it's just beautifully and wonderfully fulfilled in the arrival of your children. And there's this desire to, to experience all the different stages and, and experiences as the children grow and hit different milestones along the way. And, you know, maybe some can relate to me where I felt this, this sense where I was the last male Dixon. And if I didn't have a couple boys, the, you know, the name kind of ends with me. And so there's this desire for legacy. This desire for things to continue on past the current generation. And of course, we can't forget that if you're going to be a legitimate dad and tell legitimate dad jokes, you need to be a dad. And so, you know, the dad joke is born in the birth of children. But also, kids remind us of God's love for us. They remind us that God created us and desires a relationship with us. And so therefore, kids fulfill part of God's nature that exists within us. Or just as he created and desired a relationship and wanted to establish legacy of faith, so too do we as parents want to continue that. So it's a blessing for families, but for our church as well. Because it's healthy to have many young families and many children around. In part because it matches the community in which God has planted us. Many years ago, he planted us in this community which is so prominently defined by young families and children. And we match that. And as we continually grow and match in that, it allows us to relevantly reach out to those people, to those families, to fulfill our vision, to be at the heart of new life in Lewis Farms for the sake of Jesus Christ. But then for both families and for the church, it establishes this legacy of faith. This legacy of faith that will continue on from generation to generation where we are blessed and God is honored. And so in the weeks ahead, if, if you have recently had or, or are expecting a child, we're doing more dedications. We've got more kids that we need to celebrate and give glory to God for, and that'll be coming up. Come talk to myself, talk to Pastor Athena. We would love to include you that in the days ahead. Because when we gather together as the people of God, and when our families grow, we can celebrate God's goodness to us. But there's another family that causes celebration when it grows, and that's God's family. You know, when a person hears about the good news of Jesus Christ, when a person hears that, that God has provided a way to find forgiveness from the sins that separate us from him, 
and that that means is through Jesus Christ. When a person hears the good news of Jesus Christ, they then believe in their heart this truth, and, and they confess it with their life. The Bible says that they become a child of God. You know, and Jesus taught extensively about the importance of this in terms of it being important for each of us to ponder and to accept this truth, but also the importance for us to go forth and to minister to others about this. We talked a bit about this last week when we were in Luke chapter 15 and we talked about the parable of the, uh, the shepherd who had 99 sheep, 100 sheep, but one of them wandered off and he left the 99 and went in pursuit of the one. And when he finds that one, he rejoices. If you were to continue reading through Luke 15, Jesus immediately jumps into another parable about a woman who has 10 silver coins and then she loses one. But, but she wants to find it and so she lights a lamp and she burns expensive oil to make sure she can illuminate her home and she sweeps the place top to bottom to find that silver coin. And then in Luke 15, in verse 9, it says this, and when she finds it, she calls together all of her friends and her neighbors. She calls them together and she says, rejoice with me. For I have found my lost coin. And in the same way I tell you, Jesus says, there is rejoicing in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. What do we do with that today? What that means for us today is that if you are a follower of Jesus Christ, remember this. When you became a child of God, when you heard the good news of Jesus Christ and accepted that in your heart and professed it with your life, when that took place, heaven rejoiced over you. Isn't that beautiful? Heaven rejoiced over you in that moment. And you now have an opportunity to encourage someone else who does not yet know that love of God. You can encourage them by sharing your story and sharing God's love with them. That's what someone did for you. None of us would have come to that point unless someone did that for us. But every time we meet somebody who does not yet have Jesus Christ, a relationship with Christ in their life, we face a choice. We face a choice to either say, oh, it's a lost cause, or there's, there's no point, or that person is too different from me, and so I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna you know, reject, we may not use the word reject, but you know, just our actions and our words, we may choose to reject that person, but someone chose otherwise for you. They chose to tell you about the good news of Jesus Christ. And you came to believe. And you came to confess. And angels cheered when that took place. And in a few minutes, we're going to call together the family of God to invite you to rejoice with us and to rejoice with heaven over two people who are going to declare publicly their faith in Jesus Christ through the waters of baptism. And when they do, heaven rejoices. So remember... That heaven rejoices when we accept it, when we celebrate, but heaven also eagerly anticipates celebration when we move towards those who do not yet know the Lord and share his good, goodness, love, and truth with them. So when we gather as the people of God, and when our earthly families grow, and when our heavenly family grows, we have reason to celebrate the goodness of God, and we do that today. And so this is I close right now. All these moments that I've just mentioned to us, and there's so many more I could mention, but these three that I mentioned, these can all be considered milestones in our lives, uh, times that are worthy of celebration. Uh, that term milestone actually comes back from the time of Jesus. It's sort of where its origin is from. Uh, back in the time of the Roman Empire, where Rome built 53,000 miles of roads throughout their empire, and about every thousand paces or so, about one mile, they would place a stone marker 
And that stone marker was referred to as a milestone. And it helped travelers to judge the distance in terms of how far they had journeyed and to, to mark that mile in their life that they had journeyed and to help them prepare for the path that was yet ahead for them. And, and, and this also provided something else. These milestones that existed when they became kind of marked every mile, it also, it also provided an answer to every parent's favorite question of how much further do we have to go? And even back in Rome, they were asking that and they'd be like, didn't you see the mile marker? <laughs> But for us, milestones also can reference transition points in life, where one person goes, a person goes from one season or one era to the next. And we see this, speaking of children today, we see this in the lives of children in particular, where they go from, from, from crawling to taking their first step, and we're like, hey, now you're a walker. Or, or they use their first word, and, and new opportunities for communication are available to them now. Where they go to their first day of school, and very shortly, they're, they're smarter than dad, pretty quick. They get the driver's license, they realize just how expensive gas is. All these milestone moments that happen in their lives. But we see it spiritually too when a person responds to the good news of Jesus Christ. When a person is baptized in the waters. When a person becomes a member and when they serve within a church. When they then go to reproduce other followers. A disciple who makes disciples of Jesus. These are all spiritual milestones we can mark as well. Whatever milestones you may have experienced or be on the verge of. It is important and valuable to celebrate them. And it's said sometimes when we celebrate these that we kind of give a person a, like a pat on the back. And we want to do something similar today in a way. We want to give a pat to people that we're celebrating today. And what do I mean by that? I mean, it's important to do this. It's important to pause. To take time and to reflect upon the moment and upon the person which we're extending our gratitude towards. And in the midst of that pause, we want to affirm them. We want to affirm their work and their effort and the choices they've made to persevere, to, to endure through difficult times. But then also we want to give thanks. We want to extend our gratitude to the individual, but also give thanks to God for the opportunity, for the ability, and for the provision he has made possible in their lives. And we can do that when we gather together as the family of God, when we see our earthly families grow, when we see our heavenly family grows, we can celebrate God's goodness to us and give all glory to him. And so with that in our minds, Thena, it is now a great opportunity for us to celebrate the milestones of graduation. And let's give a pat to some of our grads. Absolutely. Thank you so very much, Pastor Mark. And at this time, we're going to just have a little bit of a song to welcome our graduates up onto the platform. So we have nine graduates here at West Meadows, but I think today we have four of them with us. So you guys come on for it. And everybody, I think, just as Pastor Mark was saying with this uh, pat on the back, let's just celebrate kids. You can jump up and down as our grads are coming to the platform, we can cheer them on, we can play some music, and we can welcome them all up forward. Come on up. <laughs> great. Great. 
All right, thank you so very much. So we have a couple of questions for each of them. They're not too difficult because most of them have really been racking their brains lately with uh, diploma exams and all of those other things. But some very easy questions and then just a little comment and a verse that I'd like to share with each of you. So first of all, who do I have standing beside me? If you can say your name. Arsha. This is Arsha. Arsha, where are you graduating from? I am graduating from Strathcona High School. Strathcona High School. And there he is. <laughs> Arsha, do you have any plans? What's next for you? I do. Uh, I'm going to be attending uh, the University of Alberta. I'm going to be majoring in biological sciences and minoring in computing sciences. But yeah, it's a little bit of what I'm doing. Yeah. Fantastic. Thank you so very much, Arsha. So, Arsha, as I was getting ready for our service this morning, I was thinking, why even bother doing my hair? <laughs> and the reason was, was because I knew that I was going to be standing next to you. And Arsha, actually, in all of his high school, he was amongst, I think, three students who were nominated for best hair. And what I think is really quite interesting is that the other students were females. And my guess is that they probably each took about three hours every morning before going to school to do their hair, because I remember being a high school girl. So, Arsha, I just want to say what's really cool about you is that you're all natural. You do not need the three hours to do this wonderful do. And not only are you natural with your hair, but you just have this natural, authentic friendship. And Arsha, I want to say, first of all, how much I appreciate you. When I started my role as pastor of Family Ministries, and it was going to be my very first Wednesday youth night. And Arsha wanted to be sure to be there, to support me, to listen to my talk, and to encourage me. And that just really made me feel very special. I appreciate your friendship. Arsha, although we don't have nice hair in common, <laughs> what we do have in common is I'm also the oldest of three children. And so another thing that I really appreciate about you with that natural friendship is just how you also not only support me, but support your two younger siblings too. Because again, when I was in high school, I was not so supportive of my younger brother and sister. So this is absolutely incredible. Arsha, I really appreciate you how you support young and how you support old and I have a verse to share for you. So Arsha, the verse I have for you is Psalm 3.3, but you, O Lord, are a shield around me. You are my glory, the one who holds my head high. So thank you and congratulations to you, Arsha. <laughs> All right, and I'm going to trade you spots. <laughs> and now here we have Anna. Oh, I was supposed to let you say your name. Who are you? My name is Anna. Hi, Anna. Anna, where are you graduating from? I'm graduating from Edmonton Christian High School. Wonderful. And do you have plans for once you're done graduation? Yeah, so in the fall, I'm going to be going to the U of A and majoring in linguistics and minoring in psychology. Fantastic. Let's hear it for Anna. Good work. <laughs> 
So Anna, those are two amazing gifts, linguistics, psychology. Anna has many, many gifts. I promised Anna when she came up to the platform that I would not show you one of her gifts. One of her gifts is acting. I promised her that I would not show a clip of her acting. So we will not do that. I will honor that promise. But Anna, you are fantastic. You are what I want to say probably the most perseverant person I know. You have so many gifts, so many talents, and with your acting in particular, I mean, you had every line nailed. Not only did you know your lines, but you knew the lines of your counterpart as well. And if you said even one word wrong, you just wanted to start from the top again. So perseverant. We were filming in rain. We were filming in wind. We were filming in sleet, like real sleet, <laughs> but yet you persevered and I'm just very appreciative of that and I think that's something to be honored you're so patient you serve the Lord with all your strength everything you do you do well with your might so a verse that I have for you is Galatians 6 9 so let's not get tired of doing what is good at just the right time we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up again Galatians 6 9 congratulations Anna Moving on down the road, who do we have here? Uh, my name is Jordy. Hi, Jordy. And where are you graduating from? I'm graduating from Ross Shepherd. Wonderful. And what are your plans now that you're just about graduated? Uh, I'll be studying biology at the U of A and minoring in French. Fantastic. Thank you so very much. Now, Jordy or Jordania, something that I would like to say um, for all of you here, you might be thinking, this girl looks familiar, I think I know her. And that's because you have been on this platform before. And we very much appreciate your presence on the platform. We appreciate your presence with our worship arts team. And now that she's graduated, she has hopefully maybe a little more time to be up here some more. And I think that this is going to be such a gift to all of us because whenever you are up here, whenever you are in the presence of others, you just light up a room. You have so much energy and you have so much joy and I just greatly appreciate that. So last Friday, Jordy was part of a small team of us who were distributing hundreds of door-hanging promotions to the Lewis Farms area to tell everybody about our upcoming camp celebration, VBS, and our pancake breakfast. And you know, it was Friday, so usually most people have like no energy by Friday, but not Jordy. Jordy, you were so full of joy, you were so full of energy. I greatly appreciate that, and even when you're enduring trials, you just come out shining with that joy. I see how God is continually strengthening you. So I also have a verse for you, Colossians 1 verse 11, which is, we also pray that you will be strengthened with all his glorious power so you will have all the endurance and patience you need. May you be filled with joy. Again, Colossians 1 11. Wonderful. And here we have Liam. So um, 
I was, I have my high heels in my office and I said to some of the children's workers, I said, do you think I should put my heels on so that I can, you know, pass the microphone off a little easier? They're, I don't know if the, the heels would help much anyways. So uh, your name is Liam. I already gave that away. Where are you graduating from? I'm graduating from W.P. Wagner High School. Wonderful. And what are your plans after graduation? Basically going to be working for two years and then going to Olds College to practice butchering. Awesome. That's wonderful. Let's hear it for Liam. <laughs> okay. So you heard that we have nine graduates today, and you might be thinking, well, I never, I never see these graduates. Like, where are they? And I have to say, Liam is always here. Liam is always just that guy who's kind of in the background. He is serving and he is ministering in so many wonderful behind-the-scenes uh, ways, and we greatly appreciate that. It was just a couple of weeks ago that Liam and I were just talking after service and, and just having a nice conversation all of a sudden, okay, I gotta go, because even though the rest of us were getting ready for lunch and other things, Liam still had much more serving to do. He was up in the tech booth getting everything ready for our town hall meeting, and we really, truly appreciate just how much of a servant leader you are. All of your behind the scenes things, Liam, I am so grateful for. And I, you turned 18 in February, and right after that, he wanted to have his plan to protect certification so that he could do that leading in the tech booth for younger students and youth, and also lead with things at youth as well. So this is just really exciting. And what I appreciate about all of those leadership qualities is that Liam, you use them in quiet, and here's a big word, surreptitious ways. And so because it's graduation, we have to use this big word, surreptitious, because <laughs> school's not out yet. And what that means is you just kind of avoid notice, right? And you avoid attention, because your main goal is not to be exalted, but is to serve humbly. And so because of that, I have a verse for you with that in mind too. So Matthew 6, 6, but when you pray, go into your room, close the door, pray to your father who is unseen. Your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Congratulations to you too, Liam. Thank you to each of our four graduates who were here in person. We have five more who we're going to highlight on a video. And so if you guys want, as we play the video, you can make your way back. Thanks so much for participating with us on the platform. And uh, for everybody else, let's watch this video of our other five grade 12 grads. I go to Archbishop McDonald Catholic High School. I'm graduating from Edmonton Christian High School. I'm Edmonton Christian High School. I'm graduating from McNally High School. Uh, I'm graduating from Spruce Grove Composite High School. Now that I've graduated, I'm going to be starting university at the University of Alberta, taking engineering. Uh, next year, I'll be going to the U of A for engineering. They're staying next year at McEwen. So I'm going to go to McEwen, or Grant McEwen, for university, and I'm doing a Bachelor of Science. I'm planning to work for a while, and then go on a trip to Ireland.
Yeah, big cheers for those five also. And of course, we have a verse for all of them from Proverbs 16:3. Commit your actions to the Lord, and your plans will succeed. It has been absolutely wonderful to celebrate how much God cares for each of our grads. He cares so much that he has supplied each of them with absolute tremendous talent. And God will continue to be alongside each of them. So one more verse I would like to share. Philippians 4.19 says, My God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. That is absolutely something to celebrate. We're going to continue our celebration and we're celebrating the gift of grace through the joy of baptism and the public acknowledgement of faith in Christ. Thank you, Athena, for that. And yes, this is another wonderful reason for us to celebrate today is we have two people who will be joining me in the tank here to publicly profess to you and to all that they have not only heard the good news of Jesus Christ, but have received that into their own lives and are wanting to proclaim that and to walk that every day uh, going forward. So the people who are coming to this tank today uh, are not making a profession of faith for the first time today. What they are doing is that they are publicly declaring before you something that has already taken place in their lives prior to this day. And so some ways we can look at baptism as a physical, symbolic expression of an inward spiritual reality, a transformation that took place in them at the moment that they accepted Christ and heaven celebrated with them. And so as we do that, I want to share with you some of their, have, give them an opportunity to share with you their stories, what that journey has looked like of how they heard, how they received, and what brought them to the state and publicly profess that to you all. Both these stories are beautiful and unique, and I'm excited to share them with you. And so the first one, I want to invite uh, Mitra, if she would come, come and join me here. And um, for the purpose of, of uh, language barrier, uh, Arsha, who we just met, yeah, is also, and I think Athena said something about you being a servant and wanting to serve. Here's another chance for you to do that as you read um, your grandmother, I guess, your grandmother's testimony for her. Hello, I'm gonna be uh, reading my grandmother's testimony today. So, all right, I'll just start off. I was born in a Muslim family due to my father's remarriage. I grew up in a large family. I dropped out of school and only studied until grade nine because we lived in a village that was very far away from school. I got married at the age of 17 in 1977 and moved to the capital city, Tehran, for a living. Unfortunately, after two years in 1979, my mother passed away because of cancer, which was devastating. I have six children, including five girls and one boy. I am very happy and excited to be here today. I am thankful because three of my children became Christian and they have had salvation for many years. Also, my husband was baptized in West Meadows Baptist Church two years ago. I believe that if I am here today, it is only God's will and it is God's plan. I have heard about Jesus Christ for more than 15 years because my children have become Christians. I even went to church with them sometime in Dubai and Istanbul, but I could never believe it. My children were forced to leave their home and country because of their faith. 
they converted from Islam and they became Christian. That's why they lived very far away from me for years. A few months ago, God touched my heart and entered to my heart. Arya and brother Reza helped me understand more about Christianity. I saw the love and peace of the children of God at the church, and I am very happy that God touched my heart and I was able to believe in Jesus Christ and receive the salvation even though I am 63 years old. I know it happened by the will of God and at the appointed time God wanted. And there's a verse I'd like to also say uh, from 1 Peter 1.23. Uh, For you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable through the living and enduring word of God. Thank you so much for reading that. And, and we are so happy to have you with us here today. Uh, Nada had shared with me that this, is, this day has been uh, the end result of 15 years of prayer. And so let us continue to continue to pray for those in our lives that we want to share God's love with. And uh, today we celebrate with this family and with you, Mitra. Have you accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior? And is it your desire to grow in your knowledge, faith, and walk with him as demonstrated through these waters of baptism? Yes. Upon this profession of faith that Jesus Christ is the Lord and Savior of your life, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I can invite Chris to come join me now. Welcome, Chris. Good. I'm glad to have you here with us today. This is another exciting opportunity to share God's movement in your life. And I want you to just take a moment and share with us what God's been doing in your life. I knew Christ since I could remember. I would always learn about him at school, but I never really felt anything towards him. The idea of loving someone you can't even see didn't sit right with me. Growing up in an environment where me and my family would always give a bit of time to God, and even if we didn't know much about him, they wanted me to be present. Looking back, I realized how my parents were such a big reason why I'm here, taking another step in my relationship with Christ. I was never really aware of all the things God was doing for me behind the scenes, because at times, different emotions can blind one to the truth. This year has been such a roller coaster for me, probably one of the hardest battles I've had to go through. But through all the problems, addictions, I found clarity and I found peace. Christ is something you feel. One thing I've learned this year is the power of free will and what it can do for us. God gives us all the opportunities in the world to become successful, to get what we prayed for, 
But for this to become true, you have to seize your opportunities and not be afraid, for the Lord is always with us. Today, I seize one of the Lord's opportunities by becoming a step closer to him. I'm becoming old enough to know what I really want in life. It has all become so much more clear ever since finding Christ. There would be nights I would pray to him, not understanding why certain things were happening to me and if I should give up. But the thing one has to stick with throughout their journey is to stay hopeful because the good things don't happen overnight. If God took away something so good and meaningful from us, don't you think there's something even better waiting? That was something that always stuck that was always stuck in my mind and kept me hopeful and motivated to keep going. I'm so blessed to have found Christ and I don't know how I would have ended up if I hadn't. This year, I worked so hard in trying to find myself, to find happiness without relying on anyone. I was so lost trying to find myself, but instead I found Christ and through that I found myself. Chris, the conversation we've had the last uh, last couple weeks here, I personally have immensely enjoyed getting to know you a bit, and I know Dean and Andrew and others will enjoy journeying with you in the days ahead as well. And we celebrate with you today, as does heaven celebrate in this profession of faith. So, Chris, have you accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior? Yes. Is it your desire to continue to grow in your knowledge, faith, and walk with him as demonstrated through these waters of baptism? Yes. Upon this confession of faith, that Jesus Christ is the Lord and Savior of your life, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. All right. Let me pray for us. Heavenly Father, it is a joy and a celebration as we've been talking about today and as we hear spontaneously erupt within our congregation today. When people come forward and just affirm, Lord, that you are good, that you love them, that your grace redeems them, that your truth guides them. Father, we thank you that these are common experiences that we come to, conclusions we come to, but through unique experiences, as unique as each of us is, you know us, love us, and move to meet us in our situations. And so we just give praise, honor, and glory to you that you have moved uniquely and beautifully in each of these people's lives. Continue to do so, Father. Protect them in these days ahead as they have taken this step of faith with you. Guard their hearts. Guard their minds. Help them continue to grow in their knowledge and understanding of you. And may we as a church family surround them with love, surround them with encouragement, continue to walk with them that we all may grow in the fullness of Christ. We pray this all in the name of Jesus Christ, whom we proclaim to be your Son and our Savior.